All right. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everyone. I decided to make this episode a little bit more exciting. And what I mean by that is that normally I have, you know, the introduction with the title and all of that, but I figured to keep this episode just for the members behind the scenes in a way that's kind of like, I'm still putting it together as we speak, but it, you get a bit of a behind the scenes look as to what, what, um, I guess how I piece certain points of data together and things like this. So without further ado, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to begin with sharing a couple different pieces of documents, uh, data that I've screenshotted from documents. So let's start with this one over here. Unfortunately, the reason I screenshot it is because I, I can't give the uh, exact source of where I got them from. But for those that recall uh, the discussion about bed coils and bed springs uh, relative to watching Dr. Halpudov's presentation last week, there's a lot of interesting things here we'll find ab about them. And you'll see as I go through each piece of data why I'm presenting it full and full circle and we'll bring it full circle in a way that um, is pretty self-explanatory so let's look bed coils standardized for mind control potential metal coil springs were standardized in size are made of steel and are placed in a grid pattern in a common mattress now before i go on i want to say that this grid pattern is eerily similar to that of the kabbalah just like that uh, department of defense slide we looked at last week standards were introduced that specify how many coils and what tension were to be used in their manufacturing their shape is an open-ended hyperbolic which is the best suited to create a, a similar induced magnetic field when one lays down the springs, they are compressed and have between five to seven coils compressed. This makes a field of influence around the human body, which is enfolded within the field of the coils, which are natural antennas to incoming electromagnetic waves. Evidence suggests that the standardizing of bed springs was a carefully planned event designed to assist electronic mind control. Well, we have to think, for example, this speaks to psychotronics, but we also have to look at this concept here of five to seven coils. Why is it that there's, it's always in a lot of ways, an uneven number, almost as if the final node or the final element of that particular apparatus, in this case, the bed coils needs to be able to be split into two in order to affect the rest of them in which are evenly parallel to each other. Just like Dr. Pudoff says in his presentation, in their modeling, everything moves together, whether, you know, merging the world of the very large and the, the world of the very small. Now we can get into what that means specifically, but that's not the point. Now, let's take a look next at this explanation of the Dr. Salvatore Paez UFO Navy patents. And we're gonna take a look at this right over here. Each of Dr. Paez's inventions depended on what the inventor calls the Paez effect, described as quote, and he called it that by the way, he said, uh, because it hasn't been uh, done before, at least officially, described as the controlled motion of electrically charged matter from solid to plasma via accelerated spin and or accelerated vibration under rapid yet smooth acceleration, deceleration and acceleration transients. But the patents and their underlying concepts have largely been scoffed at by mainstream scientific experts. Nevertheless, Paez says his work will be proven correct one fine day. Now, the reason I bring all of this up is because, for example, when we take a look at the way in which craft seem to be designed, and I'll we'll pull up this image over here, with again, allegedly, I want to be very clear, but when we look 
at some of the way the craft seem to be designed and manufactured and engineered, whether on this planet or otherwise, or within the planet, or you know, you name it. We notice something, for example, when we take a look at the top right image here, what we'll find is that if this is the craft and these are the magnetic, we could say, resonances in which it is emitting or absorbing or a bit of both, we'll find that it's almost as if this entire, I guess we could say, energy string or line is something in which is just one string or one, we could say, tether of energy, if you will amongst many, many others, an unlimited amount, arguably. Now, what if many of these strings were, I guess you could say, operating in the soil? What if they were operating, you know, they were fluctuating in the air naturally from the earth in and of itself, which speaks to the idea that the earth, again, and its heartbeat, which we call the Schumann resonance, can maybe perhaps control the fluctuation of these thick energy strings. Now, are they thick or are they thin? Depends where you're viewing it from, if you want to call it that. But one thing is for certain, these crafts seem to be able to ride them the same way that a surfer rides a wave in a certain regard. Now, obviously, that's an oversimplification, but that's the general idea. Now, what's interesting about all of this is that when you look, for example, at the different, we could say, circles and rings here that are designed, that are shown in the design, it goes back to the platonic solids. But what's interesting about all of this is that the more, for example, if we were to look at this circle right over here and then draw an outline where my mouse is right across just this particular angle, just a 90 degree angle here, what we would have is what we've discussed and talked about many times before, which is the concept of Pac-Man's mouth, as we've said. Now, for those that are new members, you may not be familiar with, I'll post shortly in a few days, a sort of like a, a members refresh type thing so that for those that are not familiar, you'll see. But in other words, we're taking here the platonic solids and if we do again an outline with where my mouse is and then we do a connection along the tracing of the curve of the circle there's your freemason symbol now i'm not saying i'm not saying anything good nor bad about the freemasons i'm just saying notice within these occult groups or these i guess you could say very um mission oriented groups and again for better or worse is not for me to say you'll find that these mystery schools seem to be quite an, seem to inhabit a lot of the same understanding of things just in different perspectives or in different ways almost as if it's a new perspective on what's already been right in front of us in a lot of different regards so now what's interesting about this too is that if we take a look specifically at this right over here here's a screenshot from a particular uh, article Margaret Mitchell, one of Google's former AI ethics leads, who was also unceremoniously fired after her colleague was, okay, anyways, noted that, quote, our minds are very, very good at constructing realities that are not necessarily true to a larger set of facts that are being presented to us. Now, why do I bring that up? Think about the bed coils. Think about the influence on that. Now, think about the way in which the bed coils and the influence from that electromagnetic pulse if someone is, you know, has a direct energy weapon or something like this, or even a paranormal being or spirit getting close to them, these coils will, for again, depending on the intent of these spirits or of the people using certain weapons against someone, will adjust and fluctuate, if you will, or perturb in a way that can be manipulated to make us think that something is true. But again, we have to ask to what extent is there truth? And again, it's... It, it speaks to this idea of you could say fractals very the world of the very large and the world of the very small it are they i mean there are worlds but are they large or are they small depends where you're standing and viewing it from 
it doesn't it, that that's one of the key i guess you could say concepts now what's interesting about all of this is that if you if we take a look over here about the way in which these different i guess you could say meetings and conversations occur behind the scenes with respects to again these are nasa emails based on a foia freedom of information act request with respects to how a narrative should be disseminated these are emails that have gone public now you know again my take on aliens has always been blank completely you know blacked out right for example we see over here how do you answer how would you answer answer what right it's it's blocked out now if we continue on over here what we'll find is that i will definitely follow up we're going to put ravi through a murder board asking every possible weird question we can we can think of related to aliens again if it's such nonsense why is it that such individuals in such positions are basically running you could say practice uh, sessions for when their their representatives and people speak to the media it doesn't make any sense so clearly there's a there there that's right under our noses but at the same time is creating a situation that is uh, trying to get our local environment to then convince us that all of this, I guess you could say, would be complete nonsense. Now, I'm not saying to believe just blindly, but, but sometimes the most simplest things give rise to the most complicated issues. And you need to, one needs to go back and look at the most basic fundamentals to realize where it came from. Because if you can see the source of the problem in which it came from, you can then build upon that in a sort of a, in, in, whether in a mental way, in a visual way or anything like this. Now, what's interesting too is that when we go through some of these emails, we'll also find as well that it's completely blacked out, but they, they have found megastructures. Where? Definitely not on Earth, but we, we don't know because it's been completely blacked out. So it's interesting to see that there's constant, 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 again, obfuscation of something that is supposed to be quite simply, you know, easily dismissed. Now, what's unfortunate or fortunate, depending on how one would view this, for example, is that if we take a look at some of these other, um, I guess you could say, for lack of a better term, sources of data and information with respects to, we see right over here, the Large Hadron Collider at CERN and the blueprints and the schematics in which they're built upon. So we see here, this is the surface of the Large Hadron Collider. And as we work our way down, we'll notice there are many different rings beneath them. But what's interesting is that if these rings all lined up, they would make for what the ancients or what our ancestors have called the serpent rope, or in a lot of regards, you know, what many have also theorized to be called a traversable wormhole. Now, it's been speculated by people like Dan Winter and, you know, hypothesized that the quote unquote bad guys, whether human or otherwise, or both, um, we could say are trying to constantly create chaos and mess up, for lack of a better term, the timeline whereas the good guys are trying to restore it. Now, what's interesting about all of this is that when we take a look at some of the different schematics of the blueprints of CERN and the Large Hadron Collider, we find that, again, it's moving in what we could call an angular momentum via angular acceleration, which is, again, fancy way for saying very basic things, around rings that seem to be infinite and the question becomes where do they disseminate or go to well if we take a look at this right over here notice something here about this particular photo folks notice that you see the red beam dump shoots out this way the red shoots out this way and the blue shoots out this way and then there's nothing on this side but the blue does shoot out that way almost as if again 
this beam dump is disseminating across the natural ley lines some of the different whatever has been induced within a, a particular session whenever they say they boot up you know large hadron collider if we look all the way back at 2011 we'll find you know project rainbow they claim to have opened a portal now what's interesting about this is that if we look at the big picture of the way in which the craft we just looked at the the schematics the sketches the large hadron collider blueprint at cern right in addition to some of the we could say um i items and objects found in what dailymail.co.uk has reported on with an underwater strip club, which has since been abandoned, you'll find that each and every time it comes back to looking like what's been known as the wave gene, right? Now, what's interesting about the wave gene is that if we see here, again, according to bionity.com, oh, one second, folks, sorry about that. We see here the wave gene, is a hypothetical or esoteric concept, kind of like, again, they, they call it hypothetical or esoteric. I, I would respectfully push against that. But again, at most to validating its legitimacy in the public domain, they'll say it's junk DNA at most or at best. Is a hypothetical or esoteric concept, a type, excuse me, a type of gene, a DNA sequence that is capable of sending or receiving in DNA sequence specified manner, biological signals in a form of electromagnetic wave patterns. The existence of wave genes has not been experimentally discovered so far. I would beg to differ. The concept has been promoted and publicized by Russian unconventional scientist and entrepreneur, Petr Gadiyev. I think I butchered that, forgive me, but his teachings about wave genes have not found acceptance in general science, which is illustrated by the fact that his writings are published only outside of academic literature. See this right here, guys, his teachings about wave genes have not been found, have not found acceptance in general science, which is illustrated basically means it's showing because of the fact that his science is published outside of what they're calling science. They're basically saying his work doesn't is not legit because it's not legit. It doesn't it doesn't make it that's basically what they're saying here. Now, the 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 surface level analysis of this is well we have as average you know as citizens we were assumed to have uh, to have um you know good faith in the systems that we that uh, as taxpayers on a global level arguably you know contribute to but arguably that is the i guess we could say unfortunate shortcoming right off the bat right the intentions are not well unfortunately in a lot of regards now the reason i say that is because again if this is all hypothetical then when we look at Gier Revere, who's a PhD, and his 12-strand DNA paper, what, 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 are we, what are we doing here in terms of what's legitimate and what's not? That becomes another question in and of itself very strongly, right? So again, there comes a point where you need to, you can only dodge questions so much until it gets back to, we could say, the way of life in terms of a, a frequency wave, right? It has peaks and, and valleys, for lack of a better term, like a magnet, a plus and a minus. There's always a constant fluctuation. Now, speaking of fluctuations, what's interesting about all of this is that if we take a look here, Bloomberg.com, Adderall shortage worsens as Novartis reports new supply issue. Now, let's look at the really big picture here, the very big picture. If you were someone or something that was controlling a cycle or a system, of supply and demand, food, drugs, agriculture, you know, very basic things that we as, as, we as 
humans on the surface have considered to be a standard in everyday life, so to speak, with respects to, you know, survival and economy and all of that. What would you do? You would create a little bit of a shortage here, a little bit of a shortage there, you know, a little shortage with drugs, a little shortage with food, things like this. And then slowly but surely, what you would disseminate in pulsated forms from the Large Hadron Collider, again, this is hypothetical, I'm not saying this is what is, but you would essentially disseminate in pulsated forms energy beams that would then harness the magnetic fluxes naturally that the Earth's heartbeat gives off that we looked at previously. And those beams arguably, or we can call them information packets or things like this would ride those waves for lack of a better term and essentially go wherever they've been manipulated or directed to go. And within those, we could say data packets, you can have what we would call paranormal beings. I mean, you name it which speaks to this idea of this right over here, magnetotelluric arrays, iris.edu. The Incorporated Research Institutions for Seismology. We see over here, iris has partnered with Oregon State University to collect regional magnetotelluric, we see uh, surveys across the contiguous United States. Now, basically this has the, all of these instruments that are used to detect these arrays, right, are owned by the National Science Foundation, the same people that seem to be controlling in, in with respects to, you know, the many different, you know, you could say the subgroups and committees of the National Science Foundation, you know, uh, Department of Energy uh, subgroups and elements and things like this within there. What we'll find, however, is that it comes from the same control group. So as you're creating shortages, for people who now have unfortunately or fortunately not for me to, uh, to 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 pass judgment in this presentation on have been you know attached to pharmaceuticals to suddenly go through this type of withdrawal while we see for example looking big picture such findings are coming out in terms of all of this type these underground strip club cities and it's like okay so we look at the big picture of the way things are going we then see for example here electricautonomy.ca VinFast releases battery leasing price plans for Canadian customers. Long story short, what we're looking at here is essentially you buy the car, but you rent the battery of the car and you pay a monthly rent like you pay Netflix, essentially. Now, what's what would be causing this shift ultimately, right? So if you have, for example, every form of your life has been infiltrated for lack of a better term with the bed coils with for example you know uh trying to influence different forms of data with weather to influence basically how someone even eats food 1000 australian schools are fed insects spectator.com.au right what would be a way to look at all of this in a big picture and attempt to change people's thoughts and we know that this is an issue because we see the emails behind the scenes that we looked at at the beginning of this presentation that, you know, the, these people behind the scenes are freaking out, whether they're part of the private sector or the federal government or different space divisions, you name it. What would be the overall, I guess we could say, way to do this? Well, the same way that you would send out these pulsated beams, you can send out pulsated beams that can then influence mood, thought, things like this. And we know this is a fact because we looked at the psychotronic side of things last week and we were just scratching the surface. So these pulsated beams would be sent out in short waves, if you will, sort of like a, a think of a very slow, but thick and, and, and we could say um, 
dense uh, water, uh, water wave, basically. In other words, except that wave is not water, it's electromagnetic. And it's not observable or interactable relative to our perception and our, we could say, 90 degree right angle, uh, you know, view of things, for lack of a better term, right? Now, what gets even more interesting is that, again, if you look at CERN and a lot of the schematics from above, what we'll find here is that it's grouped in rings. Now, what's interesting is that if you look at some of the academic literature or even the patents of Dr. Paez's inventions, of which we looked at the acceleration, deceleration, and how all that stuff worked at the beginning of this brief description, you'll find that if one were to visualize the mathematical equations of a lot of that work, it looks exactly like this. So it's the same thing in it, what I mean by it is with respects to whether it's the phenomenon, a paranormal event, or something like this. I'm not saying this for certain, I'm just hypothesizing. We are seeing the same forms of patterns occur over and over again, whether it's in the science sector, whether it's in, for example, the pharmaceutical sector, whether it's in, we see behind the scenes, the space sector, they're trying to explain how to, you know, publicly, you know, brush this off and things like that. We're seeing constantly over and over again, a regurgitation of the same playbook over and over. Now the question becomes, okay, how much of this can we then essentially denote and minimize down to a certain set of hypotheses? Well, what we would do, in my opinion, is we would look, for example, at Dr. Pudoff's paper with respects to, again, the ultra terrestrial hypothesis. So we have here the ET hypothesis, right, where, you know, uh, certain nuts and bolts craft and hardware has been, uh, uh, we could say, retrieved from certain whether the crashes were intentional or not is another thing to say or to discuss. We can see, for example, the second hypothesis, the isolated human hypothesis, an isolated high tech closed community of humans with somewhat advanced scientific knowledge exists apart from our known culture, right? Now the question becomes, what if we are isolated, but we're just not high tech? So we see, for example, all of these different, for, we see, for example, the stranded or colonizing extraterrestrial slash gods hypothesis. If we do not know outside of our limited realm of experience and understanding what anything else other than what we've been shown and understood and observed is and are, then who's to say what is or isn't a god or some type of we could say, you know, again, totally deceitful, but quite convincing to many people, especially when you're sending out pulsated waves and things and, and different forms of data packets, rather, excuse me, from CERN, which just so happens to have, again, major, major synchronization of uh, both geomagnetic anomalies having to do with magnetotelluric arrays that have been detected by the National Science Foundation. And this, if we go right up the chain, this goes back to the same people, arguably, that would be potentially creating this Adderall shortage, it would go back to the same people that are saying that this wave gene is complete nonsense, it would go back to the same people that are trying to push this whole everything you rent in your life has to be everything, basically Netflix in your life, as we've discussed before, they would probably be the same people that would have actually built had this underground strip club built for whatever purposes and then just abandon it because whatever it doesn't matter to them so we're these are the same people as well that have probably again i'm just hypothesizing 
probably paid certain journalists to, you know, talk about how eating insects and things like this are, are the next big thing. Are you keen to chow down on micro livestock? So forgive me for the blabbering everyone, but the, the big picture here essentially is to see that it's one big for, I'm just using one, um, one shape here as an example. It's one big ring of motion that has then sort of like a, a slinky been stretched out to different, we could say parts of events that are then jumping between different layers of that ring, which just so happens to be as well the, um, the CERN symbol. I don't know if they have it here. But again, at the end of the day, we see arguably that this schematic as well, if we were to draw an outline between Alice, the Large Hadron Collider, and the base ring at the very bottom, there's your triangle. There is, and if we were to draw a line down the center, there's your caduceus as well. There's your non-destructive self-implosive charge collapse, except the rings are off. They should be, I would say that the middle one should be lined up more to the center, but you guys get my gist. So again, if anyone were to look into as well, even in the literature of hypothesized craft, uh, craft particularly literature out of um, Latin America and Eastern Europe, not not from the west you'll find that a lot of the craft and their gravity you know we could say engines for lack of a better term are designed very similar to things like this very similar to shapes like this it's rings within rings so thank you everyone i'm going to stop recording and um we'll continue chatting for those that are on the call